This podcast is free and it's accessible to everyone thanks to support from listeners like you. If you value this show, please consider supporting its production by donating to our home, KUOW. It only takes a minute to give and you'll be helping to support the production of this podcast. Make a donation at KUOW.org or follow the link in the show notes. And thanks. Hi, this is Bill Radke. Before this episode begins, I want to ask you about something. You know that this is a podcast about things that are unspoken. Well, after this latest school shooting, I had a quick discussion with my daughter, and she reassured me that she is not scared to go to school. And I hope that's true. But I just remember that I didn't tell my parents everything I was afraid of. I'm thinking about my dread of being punched by a bully named Jeff Whitlock. The dude terrified me all year. I never mentioned him. So what is a childhood fear that you never spoke of? And what happened to that fear? I feel like this would be good for parents to hear, and it might help all of us process something. So if you have a story, please email me at bradkey at org. Maybe this is a subtext episode. It's bradkey at org, or you can text us at 206-926-9955. Again, text us at 206-926-9955. Okay, fortunately, I have a less scary subtext episode for you now. It's only kind of scary. I'm Bill Radkey. This is Subtext, What Goes Unsaid. Hey, I'm pretty uncomfortable in the situation I'm in right now. Why don't you just stay over there? It might be personal information. Right. That might not be a story that you want to tell. This series is about what we find hard to discuss. And maybe not everything should be discussed. I'm wearing a green wristband right now so that I don't have to say anything. You see, when KUOW staff came back to the office from the pandemic lockdown, each of us got a green, a yellow, and a red wristband so that we don't have to talk about our personal health and anxieties and boundaries. We can tell each other silently how we're feeling today about physical interaction. Some of my KUOW colleagues will tell you how that's going for them. But first, I want to tell you the origin story of the COVID wristband. Like all excellent stories, it involves disaster, mystery, and, of course, a wedding. Here to tell you the story is Mike Gengler, Chief Information Officer at Wristband Resources, a small manufacturing and retail company outside of Milwaukee. The story begins on uh, on what I call D-Day. So that's Friday the 13th uh, of March, 2020. It's the beginning of the pandemic. Mike is watching this now iconic basketball game between the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Utah Jazz. There was an NBA game. I can't remember who was playing that had to be stopped mid-game when some of the uh, participants uh, started testing positive for COVID. And fans, due to unforeseen circumstances, the game tonight has been postponed. You are all safe. And take your time in leaving the arena tonight and do so in an orderly fashion. Thank you for coming out tonight. I just remember leaving work that Friday the 13th, and I was like, what are we going to do? That's because Wristband Resources makes a product that pretty much only exists to serve industries that are about to nosedive. 
90% of our business comes from the uh, leisure and entertainment space. Wristbands for concerts, sporting venues, amusement parks, water parks, camping grounds, places that you would go and actually have a wristband applied to you, uh, hotels and resorts, was that's our bread and butter. That's who we sell to, bars and nightclubs. If that whole sector uh, just shuts down, who are we going to sell to? That's kind of all we do. How did you realize, wait, I do have a pandemic-related business? We get into the second week of the pandemic, and all of a sudden one day we see a big spike in sales. You know, so we go and dig in and see that there was one really large order placed by a commercial construction company. That was weird to us. We don't sell to commercial construction. We sell to leisure and entertainment organizations. So we look at what they purchased and, uh, and actually give them a call and, and say, hey, thank you for, for your order. Um, you know, how are you using Has there been some mistake? <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, it was kind of like that. But hey, tell us a little bit about how you're using these. And what we discovered was, you know, commercial construction never really shut down throughout the course of the pandemic. And they were at the uh, job sites as they were checking in, they were temperature screening uh, their employees uh, as a well check. COVID temperature screening. And if you passed, you got a wristband. That's when the light went off for Mike Gengler. Quickly, he and his team put together an online pitch for their product, and they included search engine terms like COVID screening, wellness screening, health checks. Lucky for us as an e-commerce provider, since most of these purchasers had never purchased wristbands before, the first place they looked to go find out where to buy them was online. And when they looked online, they found wristband resources, one buyer after another, sometimes even ordering many colors of wristbands for every day of the week. And just like that, a company in danger of failure was back in the game. And then came the month of June. And you know what happens in June. Weddings started to happen again. That's where we saw this, you know, we call it the green light, yellow light, red light. If I'm green, hugs are fine with me. Uh, I really have no, no personal space. Yellow, hey, I'm a little unsure here. Uh, you know, just be kind of respectful of the, the distance that you, you, you uh, keep within me. And then red, meaning, hey, I'm pretty uncomfortable in the situation I'm in right now. So why don't you just stay over there? And a wedding is a perfect case for that because it's not just like a, a party where, of course, everyone who's there is comfortable or, or they, why would they come? But a wedding is a kind of a party where maybe you're going to go even though you're not jazzed about it, but you can't miss the wedding. Right. Absolutely. And then we started to see it morph a little bit. Offices that were reopening started to apply the same use case as well especially for visitors that were coming in. That might be a, a salesperson, someone making a delivery, you know, someone just having a, a one-off meeting. I think it helped a lot because now you just didn't need to say it. It might be personal information. Right. It might be really sad. I mean, there could be a lot of things going on that you don't want to talk about. Right. And especially for the immunocompromised, uh, that might not be a story that you want to tell. You know, I, I wonder if people have told you this. I'm, I might prefer people keep their distance at a big gathering, but wearing a red wristband, I would feel like, well, now I'm just being a jerk about it. 
well, you're uh, you're clearly not an introvert like me because uh, this was like the greatest thing ever invented, uh, as far as I was concerned. So you might you might use the wristband. Uh, hopefully, this pandemic will end. You might just hang on to your wristband to say I'm an introvert. <laughs> yeah, and there's probably going to be uh, you know we're going to run about 15 of them all the way up my arm here. How about that? Mike went from the I paid my cover charge business to almost being out of business. And he wound up in the don't make me talk about it, just look at my wrist business with a whole new set of customers like wedding planners and workers like me and my colleagues at KUOW. Yes, as I said, when we returned to the office this spring, the KUOW staffers got a welcome back care package that included wristbands in red, yellow and green. And there was an email from our general manager. This is her, Karen Mathis. Please choose a wristband upon your return to the office to clearly signal to colleagues your degree of comfort with proximity. Don't make us guess your comfort level. By the way, our wristbands were not made by Mike Gengler's company. Other manufacturers have since caught on. So now we have a way to communicate our pandemic feelings without talking. No awkward conversations, just colored silicone. I asked some of my KUOW colleagues whether wristband signals are better than speech. Hi, I'm Libby Denkman, and I host the noon show on KUOW called Soundside. Dyer Oxley, I am a KUOW web producer. Hi, I'm Katie Campbell. I am the senior producer of Morning Edition. Those of us in the newsroom proper, I think we have a pretty good idea of everyone's comfort level. But now we're introducing a bunch of new people who haven't been around for that Yeah, and and speaking for the pajamas optional uh, members of our staff uh, (laughs) who have been remote for a couple of years now, we haven't made those boundaries that that Katie mentioned. Dyer, point of clarification, pajamas optional. You're talking about the choice between like jeans or pajamas? (laughs) (laughs) You know what? I'm going to try wearing pajamas to the office. We'll see if anybody uh, raises an eye. What color wristbands is everyone wearing and why? Well, I would say I am like a walking yellow wristband in general. The green ones said that we were open to hugs and high fives. I think it's hugs and handshakes. Hugs and handshakes. And I just looked at that and my skin crawled. (laughs) I'm not open to hugs when we are not in a global pandemic. We were just in vaccine mode for the pandemic. And I bought a T-shirt that said uh, fully vaccinated, still not a hugger. You know, just so (laughs) folks knew where I was at. Cosign. Yeah, I could not agree with you both more. I was never in favor of hugging in the workplace in particular. That That's a little weird for me. <laughs> when oh, I saw Bill, it on the green wristband, I was like, oh, no. You have a collection of the very most Seattle-ish people you could have gathered, Bill. <laughs> yeah. The no-hug crowd. Well, I'm, I'm wearing... no handshakes. I have worn nothing but green, even though I'm, you know, hu- I, I left hugging. I think I might have hugged in the, like, the 90s. I'm not sure, but it's been... A- <laughs> You know, I, I learned my lesson, but I like you people. I want to work with you people. I'm glad to see you people. And so it feels negative in my mind to be wearing, hey, slow down, signals on my body. I'm a yellow uh, in part because I have young nieces who can't be vaccinated. And so I, I see them often and I just want to you know, mitigate that as much as I can. But I, I think I would almost be a red if I wasn't worried that people would judge me for that. Yeah, It's a little disappointing um, because that's why we got the wristbands. I don't think it's a, I'm red to my colleagues. I don't want to talk to you. It's a, hey, I maybe have a reason to not want to come into close contact with other people. I like you and all, but like, let's maintain an, an appropriate distance. So 
yeah, I don't know. It, it, it would make me sad to hear that someone would look at someone's red wristband and think, oh, wow, like they're not a team player. Like, that's not what this is. Katie, <laughs> like, let's not shame each other. <laughs> I completely agree. You're way more rational than I am. I have a more of a guilt <laughs> complex because you're right. That's what these are for. Are we asking when we come back together, are we talking about who got COVID and who didn't? Or is that taboo? Ooh. I guess I have my answer. No one wants to jump on that. That's a red risk. By now, most people have had it. I'll put it out there. If you've had COVID, there should be really no shame in, you know, coming down with a global pandemic worthy virus. I'm not going to judge someone who got it, but I'm certainly not going to ask random people or or ask people in in 99% of context, hey, have you had COVID? You know, our, our social situations feel like improv these days, like life calls out a scenario and we have to respond as a group spontaneously with no script. Yes. Like, and yes. Oh and. my gosh. <laughs> yes. And weren't we doing that before the pandemic? I don't know. Mm. I, I was never a fan of handshakes either. I'm pretty glad to have those out of my life. If this is an improv show, I'm bombing so hard. (laughs) No one is laughing. No one's even calling out subjects anymore because they just feel bad for me. (laughs) I think it's just I have a certain level of exhaustion keeping track Mm -hmm. of what I'm supposed to do at at every turn. Boy, do I relate to that. We're tired. We have no script. And we're not improv professionals. So it occurred to me, maybe we can learn something from an actual improv group. So I invited three members of the Seattle troupe Unexpected Productions into our studio. I tossed them some suggestions, and they made up stuff on the spot. And here's one of the scenes they improvised. Okay, here, here's, a, here's a scenario. Should you ask who got COVID? <sighs> it's nice to see all of you here. I just sort of wanted to open by um, taking a little informal survey. Um, Left-handed. I'm (laughs) left-handed. If that's what you're going to ask. No, I didn't go to Hawaii with everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, we were just wondering kind of who who actually ended up getting COVID in the end. A lot of people. A lot of people, for sure. Um, Yeah. But but no one here, I'm assuming, or maybe I... I have have sandwiches. If people would like sandwiches, I'm going to um, package them. If you want to, I had COVID, but I haven't. I oh my gosh, really... you did! It is so brave of you to I know. admit. Oh, uh, I mean, we we would have guessed that you would have been the one to to yeah, get it, but I know. Do not be embarrassed. By I know. You... I, it's not my fault. I mean, it's everywhere. Well, of course. Yeah. I, mean, you've got I, all those do, kids I did and... all the right things. Mm-hmm. Connie, you always you always do the right things. But I mean, if I had to guess out of three, yeah. right, it would be you. But we actually anyway. took yeah. a betting pool and uh, <laughs> everyone bet on you. I, I sanitize everything. I still snuck in there. Yeah. I think Connie's got a secret life. She's not telling us. <laughs> I, I, you know, I had I had some sickness, but it was um. It was the flu. Yeah. So um, that was not, it's like regular. I had regular sickness. Uh, I didn't even mask the whole pandemic. But, you know, I don't do some of the more adventurous things you do. Again, zero judgment. Zero judgment. But hey, nice seeing you. Yeah, it's great. Just, you know, 20 feet. 20 feet and zero judgment. That was Belinda Fu, Tony Beeman, and Adrian Corcoran with Unexpected Productions. Their group performs improv at Market Theater in Pike Place Market. And they also teach classes 
to businesses, teachers, healthcare workers, anybody who has to do improv. We have to wing it with no script. That's almost all of us, right? These improvers will teach you how to really listen to what the other person is saying in this moment, not just their words, but their expressions, their bodies, and what they're not saying. You know, the subtext. And that's our show for today. Thanks for tuning in. I'm Bill Radke. I'll catch you next time on Subtext, What Goes Unsaid. Subtext is edited and produced by Laurel Morales. Sound designed by Hans Twight. Alex Rochester is KUOW's Digital Community Outreach Coordinator. And as we just said, we want to meet you and hear your stories, episode pitches, podcast series pitches. You can reach me directly at bradkey at KUOW.org or text us at 206-926-9955. Logo design and artwork for this project is by Melissa Takai. Michaela Giannotti is KUOW's Director of Marketing. Brendan Sweeney is the Director of New Content. Zeki Hamid is the Director of Community Engagement. Jennifer Strachan is Chief Content Officer. I'm your host, Bill Radke. Next time on Subtext... But my entire life I've been told to not think that. I know, you but know? Hannah, like, as you're telling me this story, like, how messed up is that? Like, it was so clear. It's so messed up. <laughs> I wish that were talked about more. You've heard of body positivity. You should love your body. It sounds good, but there's a hidden message there. That's next time on Subtext, What Goes Unsaid. I'm Bill Radke. Thanks for listening.